Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. All right. Dialed in. Head in the game. Dialed set. In. Dialed in after a... Um, a little bit of an absence, just a little vacation. Do we gotta call it out? If we just pretend it's normal, then it's no big deal. <laughs> All right, week three. Let's not apologize. Here we go. Oh, I didn't apologize. <laughs> I mean, you kind of did. No, I just said no, we're back after no. a uh, that was a Midwestern sustained apology. absence. <laughs> eh, not really. Um, uh, <laughs> Keepers podcast. I'm Jared. Yeah, you know my name. Um, wow. I was gonna say that we were gonna have to stop this podcast in the middle so I could check my uh, fantasy lineup for the games tonight. But thank you to uh, your two and one fantasy team. Thank you to. We haven't played that many oh, games sorry, yet. Oh, sorry. One and one? <laughs> oh, you're 500. Math. You're going to take hard. a win away. Math is hard. All right. Um, I was giving you the win. Anyway, my point was shout out to Houston and uh, Portland for putting their lineups up in a timely manner. Nice and early. Yeah. I love when you get on Twitter and it's like 45 minutes for the game. It's just great. You know, you can tell your whole, our little, our, our text message group, our, uh, our league group that uh, it's on and uh, get your lineups in. Stop slacking. So, and no that's one right. is. Right. And no Jasons this year. Right. Yeah, that's right. Shout out, Jason, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> if you haven't turned it off. Um, so, yeah, week three, a um, lot of big games this week as my phone's blowing up with all kinds of uh, maybe some trades that are cool. going to happen before the uh, break. Thanks for not putting that on silent. Probably should. Let's do that. That I will apologize for. <laughs> um, so, let's just get into it. Holly, what do we got in the news? All right, so this is exciting. The uh, the Challenge Cup prize money this year has been upped to one million dollars. Had to. Yes. That is awesome. And the fun fact that I want to share about this is that this is due to a sponsorship by UKG, which is a human resources and workforce management company, and uh, the person who is the uh, driving force behind this sponsorship on the UKG side is Pat Waters, who is their chief people officer. And I would like to say, uh, shout out to Pat Waters, because before she was the chief people officer at UKG, she was the chief people officer at Procore, which really is my employer. Yes. And so wow. thank you, Pat Waters, for being awesome for us. I am sure that you are awesome for UKG. And uh, thank you for furthering the cause for gender pay equity in general that's a big that's a big one it's cool right yeah i mean because last year's was like 10 grand per player for the winning team and i don't know i mean i'm just doing math quick math i think it's going to be a little bit more because i think it's the top four teams that get paid yeah, the from it finalists get, get paid out of that pool yeah the bigger picture is that like the mls had the mls's back tournament um which is just like the challenge cup and it was 1.1 million. So they wanted something comparable. And so, and it's, this goes into a bigger thing with the league too, which I hope this is a conversation I want to have in a, on a future episode is that I hope um, between now 
and the next World Cup in 2027, the regular season is just the, the, the club season, excuse me, is just as important as the international season. Because right now, unlike any other sport, really, um, the international team and season is has more of an importance and a gravitas. Are you talking about just like general gravitas or are you talking about in terms of pay equity and salary? Um, gravitas and, oh, okay. and, and importance. All right. So they, they're putting in, Gotcha. Well, hey, I was, I was trying to say they're putting more importance on this Challenge Cup. Got it. Okay. And so what I I'm hoping in the four-year period from now until the next World Cup is that more money gets cycled into the league and that the and that the club season is just as important or more than international. That's my goal. Cool. I'd like to see that happen. And so it's good that they, because the Challenge Cup was kind of pointless, but when you have prize money, like bigger prize money, yeah. now it's more incentive for me and you, and you and I to go to the games. I, I feel like, okay, yeah. Like let's bust out those old uh, publishing. Absolutely. But I do wish that the, uh, <laughs> and like at the game, <laughs> I do wish that the, the challenge cup was in preseason so that I could scout my fantasy team better because I really missed that. This it's year. a little, um, and now I'm also a little bit annoyed because, uh, $1.1 million is not the same as $1 million. So that's not equity. A hundred thousand dollars less is still real money. That's so true. Let's fucking go. Come well, on. Maybe guys. they'll put up the other hundred K, but um, or maybe the league will. Yeah. So. Well, the league could do that or find a, you know, subsidiary sponsor. But big ups. Yeah. To the sponsor. Yes. So um, this week um, on a fantasy wise scale, is that how you say it on a Friday? Um, long day. Wait, wait. Yeah. Let me clarify. No shade to UKG on that. Oh, no. Awesome. No, no shade. No shade. Um, we want to talk about um, some important things. You know, when you're at your draft and you're like, man, I got too many people on the same team. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Because it gets a little scary in any fantasy sport. Right. Where you're like, well, there's only so many goals and assists to go around. Yeah. Um, and it gets a little scary. But you and I, this week, I thought it'd be really cool to talk about the best trios in the game. So what three players on what one team, uh, excluding goalies, so, you know, defense, mids, and forwards, would you want on your fantasy team? Um, and we were going to pick our best. And of course, there's probably a few fringe contenders on it for both of us. But I'm going to let you uh, lead this one off. So, Holly, what do you have any that were kind of like honorable mentions that, that you were thinking that didn't quite get to your number one spot there? Or that could get there by the end of the year? Yeah, I, I looked at some, some combos for Kansas City, and they just quite weren't there yet. But, you know, they could, they could improve. And, um, you know, I think... Uh, yeah, I, I I really think there's two front runners, but and then the 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 next level contenders are. Do you want me to say my opinion here, or like I feel like I'm gonna give it away if I no give us give us like what's else. one that didn't get your number one spot? Like what's something that's close? Well, I looked. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the the dream team of Hatch, Sanchez, and Rodman, um, and they did not get the number one spot. Yeah, they were on my. They were on my, like, not quite their list. Right, yeah. They're, I think they were number three on my list. I did, like, a little th one through three yeah, ranking. they're number four Jared on mine. List. Four? Yeah, number, so, and number five was Ordonez, Sanchez, and Salmon for Houston. Okay. Like that, that, that has potential if they hit their stride. Um, now that you mentioned that, can we get into that a little bit? Mm-hmm. I think that's not my number one, but I was my, my note I made was pretty much watch out for those three. I mean, they've got 71 points between them, and it's only two games. But Rodman, Sanchez, and Hatch have 73, mm -hmm. so it's comparable. Yep. Um, and they've got a big game tonight against Portland on the road in Portland. That could prove something right there. And if those three can click, I mean, they, man, if they could 
get a tie would be big for them on the road in Portland. But I think those three, like you're saying, could mm-hmm. get in there. They were kind of, I think they were like my number four. Um, anyone else? Who's your number two? Um, Let's keep teasing it. Yeah. Okay. My number two was Lavelle Balser and Fishlock. Hey. Yeah. You too. Same one. All right. 89 points in two games. Real good balance. I think of like all the teams. Like if mm-hmm. you're looking for sheer balance, like, hey, what three players? It's like guaranteed, like my floor to ceiling ratio yeah. for points mm-hmm. was really close. Yeah. Um, and they were also my number two. So yeah. do we have the same number one? Probably. What do you got? I got uh, Sophia Smith and literally anyone else <laughs> on the Portland Thorns. Literally any two other players. Because like, okay, your number two, like our number two scored 89 points, right? Yeah, in yeah. two weeks. Sophia Smith scored... 70 points by herself in two weeks. And if you take their next two, Here we go. right. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Klingenberg um, is actually, that's actually very appropriate because if you take their next two highest scoring fantasy players, which are Sinclair and Klingenberg, that pulls you up to 131 points, right? It's unmatchable. Like with this discussion about who's in four and five and could they get to one? They, they can't a, but B Sophia Smith and literally anybody else. Uh, yeah. If you had to pick, though, like, you know, if if someone, you know, if someone's saying, okay, you have to pick your three from that squad right now, who's the best trio? Like, you, this is the one I'm going with. Ooh. These are the three. Ooh, then I might, and then I might go Smith, Klingenberg, and Weaver if I had to go long-term. That's yours. Yeah. That's exactly what I had. <laughs> In parentheses, I put Dunn Sinclair. Um, and yeah. I, I actually thought this whole list would be more, t- would be tougher to mm-hmm. put together. Yeah. Um, but all, when it came down to it, I was, I just thought, what trio would I be most excited to start from week to week? And this is obviously it. Yeah. Um, I had my math. I had it 126 points between those three. Um, so 63 points per week. I had 70, 30, and 26 between yeah. the three. Yeah, for those three. Um, yep. And I had Sinclair having one more point. Um, basically, Sinclair has has one more point than Klingenberg and yep. five more than Weaver. Yeah. Um, and I gave the edge. I gave, I okay, Klingenberg is more valuable because of the defender aspect to it. Right. So also right, consistent. Sinclair, yeah. a little more volatile. Yeah, the floor. Also, maybe tired after the World Cup. Sure. May miss some games. Yeah. Yeah. I, Weaver will not. Yeah, I like the, yeah, the, the, like you, that's a good point. Heavy minutes yeah. for Weaver. Mm-hmm. Real heavy minutes. Yeah. Um, And Dunn was right there too. And she already has an assist on the year and a goal, I think. But one of each, I believe. Um, Maybe not. But anyway, she's right there. And you look, and if she played defense like she did on that, like she does on the national team, that's a shoe in. Like that's, I probably make the switch. Um, but she's kind of a versatile midfielder. But I went with Klingenberg, and you know, if you look at, the, did you? When I was making this list, I thought like, you know, some people might look at this and go, oh, it's lopsided. Like you have Smith, um, and then the duo left over is not not as strong as let's say Rodman and Hatch or Sanchez and Hatch and. Like on a fantasy level, and that could be true, but wouldn't you just in fantasy rather have the best player in the sport with two very capable players? Not even just capable, but one up and coming young player who uh, is I I think is a top twenty player in the league, and another defensive presence with national team experience. 
or you have three players who will all give you a ceiling of like, let's say no more than 25 points per week, but with a low floor. So like you've got the one player who is a legit threat to score 40, but I don't see anyone else like Rodman Hatch or Sanchez. Like I, I don't see them anything higher than 25. I think that's like an insane week for them right now. But when you have yeah. the best player, like when you have the Michael Jordan or the Diana Taurasi or whatever, right? like it's, you know, I don't really care who's playing with Jordan. Well, like give me some people who can play ball, but these are a step up from that. And, and I think it, there's too much of a gap, you know, it's different. If you're talking like Swanson, like Swanson and Smith are kind of like neck and neck. Now right. it sucks what happened to Swanson. We all know we saw the game. Um, probably out for like six months, Ugh. but her and Smith are that same explosive level of, of their high ceiling points. Yeah. But yeah. if you put who else on Chicago, yeah. and that's where it evens out to me. Like you could pick her with two other players and go, I kind of want to go with the Washington three. Um, but yeah, I think you and I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone out there to pick a different team. And they have five goals and two assists between the three of them after two games. And now granted five goals, I think all five actually, now that I think about it, all five are from Smith, but I don't really care if you're a basketball player and you're dropping 70 every week. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going with them. I yeah. have a question. Did you have anyone else, like, you know, who I think like some people might think, think out there. And I thought, I was like, how can I get her on this list? Was Alex Morgan. Yeah. And I, but like, who else is, who's the third fantasy player? Like it's, who, who is it? I mean, it's, it's obviously Morgan. Mm -hmm. And then number two is, um, who you just picked up. Jaden Shaw. Jaden Shaw. To yeah. me, that's the two. Yeah. But the third is like, there's a drop off. Korniak, Ali. Yeah. You know, you're not picking any. Now, I don't think Ali's reached her full potential. And Korniak is just not like a super high fantasy point scorer. And Gurma, I wish there was a way to show, and maybe as our fantasy league expands, but she just is not that fantasy player. It's kind of like right. Sauerbrunn. It's just right. you're not out there getting key passes and tackles and interceptions, yeah. but you're just holding it down yeah. in different ways. But there's just but even with Korniak, like I have them in like my third, my third best trio. Oh, you have them points better? wise. Yeah. Oh, you have them. Wait, did you score that out? Yeah. I what, did. what is it? Seventy four. Oh, it's wow. So it's. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to and know. And I think the ceiling is higher there because, like, uh, Morgan can put together, like, she can. What's her double point total? Her, her point total is right now is twenty six, but she could easily do that in one week. Instead well, of that two. actually so makes she me could feel potentially better. double her point output. That makes me feel better about that mm -hmm. because she doesn't have like eighty percent of the three. Yeah, you know, she's got thir like almost like what is that third high thirty percent? That's pretty good. I gotta keep an eye on that trio then. Yeah. Um. So, uh, going into week three. Um, what are your best starts this week? That's the other thing I wanted yeah. to talk about because we talked about like, you know, like, Hey, here's the people you should watch out for the draft. Here's what's going to happen week one mm -hmm. early in the season. And now we're kind of into that week three. You've got some people out there playing fantasy who are probably two and O or people who haven't won yet. Oh, plenty of O and two teams. So for you, what was like your, who are your best starts this week? Yeah, I loved this category. Actually, I thought it was really fun to think about. And the way that I broke it down is that I looked at team matchups and in addition to that, I looked at the uh, IR. So like, for example, um, Louisville's team offense is decimated right now. Almost everyone that they picked up as an international player is on the IR or questionable for their offense. So they've got some really spectacular international players on their team. All of them are on Who's the hurt? IR. Who's hurt for them? Oh my 
Oh, so I, I'll bring it up. Yeah. So, so, so to me, that means that uh, ACFC, who, their matchup this week, has an outsized advantage. So if you have Thompson or Endo uh, or anyone in their defense or Heritage or even Camberos, who's even who's only played, you know, a couple of minutes, but is a, you know, fiery forward and a Mexican national team member, um, you know, I would consider those for a start. Because they have, they're going to have more potential this week than they do on any on any given Sunday. I like that. I didn't even think about that. So, like, you know, obviously you've got your like, okay, you're not sitting your big dogs, Sophia Smith, and all the people who scored tons of points. Like, you're just not sitting. I like this category because it makes you kind of go into. You're like, okay, what's the what's the mat? This is a matchup um, specific category right so you're thinking like uh you know i know who to start like of the good players but who the heck out there who's gonna surprise us this week yeah right like who's on your on your middle tier where you've got like a lot of parody and you have to pick one over the other i got one i got one more for you yeah williams lynn yeah despite the fact that she scored me one effing fantasy point last week Mm, not good not good very lame not good I'm starting her this week because Gotham is playing Orlando and yeah, you can argue with me about Orlando's offense, but I don't think any of them are necessarily worth my time in fantasy besides Allie Watt potentially. And she is on the IR. So uh, I think Gotham also has an outsized potential for scoring fantasy points this week. I, I'm glad you mentioned the injured list because I had it up earlier and looks like they legit just updated it for real yeah. um, early with every team, not just the two teams that are playing tonight. The bummer is Simone Charlie now uh, out for the season with the ruptured Achilles. She yeah, just is not going to, she's like one of the quickest players in the league and now just all these in- injuries, I don't know. Yeah, I'm really worried that. about that. Um, and then I'm looking at any other big injuries. Uh, um. Kansas City, yeah, decimated. Can we get some more sports science people to to partner in partnership with the NWSL? Because there's a, I feel like there's a disproportionate number of ankle and knee and just whatever hamstring, patella, ACL, Achilles, ankle injuries, um, in this league versus like I'm trying to think of like the NFL and like yes, there's always people blowing out their ACL, but I just don't feel like all of their superstars are blowing out their ACL at the same time in the way that I feel like is happening in the NWSL. I think there is a study about well, the look. There's, I know there's significant worry about that yeah. and wear and tear. Yeah. Um, I get worried about players like Lindsey Horan, who I feel like plays a lot. I don't, we don't see her a lot, obviously, but they play internationally, but it's different because the NFL is, com- it's still compacted, even though it's September, October, November, December, January. It's five months and some change if you make the playoff. But this, when you play soccer, it just feels like there's this cup, there's that challenge, there's your this international, and you're just constantly playing. I think some of these players are playing way too much. Yeah. Um, it's also blown up too because when we see these players um, on an injury list every week where it's like knee, calf, but I think the alarming ones are the ones where it's like the the ruptured, the, the season, when you see SEI, like, no, yeah. I don't want to see that. And it, mm-hmm. or there's a lot of them. <clears throat> um, did you, what's going on with Kansas City this week? This injury list. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, Hamilton's been out since the beginning also, of the year. I don't was, know what's going on there. It was just as bad last week. Like, but, it's been like this all season. But Ball, like they're, they're Control, whole... Kaiser, 
Loetta. So I just put, by the way, Alex Loetta, who's been great on defense. I just put her in my starting lineup this week, but apparently she's got a foot injury and is not playing. Um, I was really, I thought they would uh, blow up. I'm so glad I don't see uh, Dabini on that list. I'm sure you are too. Yeah. Um, but I might have to change my uh, bold Except prediction. They played Dabinia in like a defensive midfielder position last week. And I just they don't know. Her if, there again. Well, I just don't know if, if she's going to consistently take that position. First of all, it's a bad coaching decision because it's, you know, under utilization. But if she's going to consistently take that position, then she's not going to do me that much good oh. fantasy wise. This is frustrating. So we'll this see is, this week. TBD. I'm reading this live. This is like live. I, I, this is my live reaction. I hate cool. seeing these injuries. Wow. <laughs> this one. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about like I'm reading this live and just narrate more of it. No. I'm like, That's super interesting to listen to. Hey, it's just All right. check it out. If you're in, you got to keep an eye on this because a All lot right. of surprising. My, what are your best starts? Well, now it's good. <laughs> You can shit on them now, but I said anybody on the KC roster. And well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but it's still actually on the active roster. I'm going to stand by it because I, I, I think we finally see a breakout week from Dabinia, Cooper, Mace. They still have plenty of playmakers um, or um, Labonta, but I said hopefully they get Hamilton back. Uh, if she's back, I thought they could rack up some goals, but she's not. Yeah. But if you have any of those players, like Dabinia and Kai. Obviously, if you're Dabinia, you're starting her. But if you're like Cooper and Mace, I'm telling you, if you're thinking about starting them, you're on the fence, start them. Start Cooper and Mace. Because I think they're going to do some damage this week. Um, Kansas City plays, if I have it right here. Um, oh, Louisville, like you're saying. And I think that no, could they be... they play Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Which, boom. Chicago. No It's going to be a loss. Uh, their offense. I, I think they'll lose. Um... One thing is you uh, look at this Houston Portland game that's probably on right now as you listen to this or just finished, but um, Portland has a lot of players on the international window that played, and I think a lot of these players are going to play forty five minutes. But if you have Ordonez, Salmon, and Sanchez, you're starting all three. You don't even think about it. I don't think hardly any of those players played a huge international window or any games. Um, Remember, Houston was seven. Did Mexico play in the international window? Because um, Ordonez and Sanchez are both on that team. I'm going to type. So that's all right. I can look it up while you're talking. Yeah, that's thank you. Better. Um, um, sometimes it's really hard to find that schedule. That's though. fine. See if you can find that. But my other point I was going to make was uh, Houston was seven two and two on the road last year. No other team was close. They had the best road record in the league last year. And Ordonez, don't forget, she came over from a team who was above 500 on the road, the Courage. So she comes from a um, team that knows how to win on the road. So it's not just like, oh, well, you have this new team and they don't know how to win. No, they do. Um, I'm not going as far to say they're going to win in Portland tonight, but I think your peeps on Houston are going to have a good game. I think they might be able to get that tie. I think that could actually happen. All right. So I, I agree mostly with you, but the Mexican women's national team did play. They actually played the Red Stars, and then they played again on the 11th uh, in Houston. Okay, so they stayed local. Um, okay. Yeah, not a huge amount of travel. No, and it's not a lot of players on this team. Like, it's it's still significantly less than what Portland had um, gone and playing. So, um, And I love their, like I was saying, the road record. Houston's bomb on the road. I can't wait to see this tonight. Um, let's get bold. <laughs> it's time for week three bold predictions. It's time to get bold with predictions. 
This is the time when we it's need to have like our video on YouTube. So I can do horrible dances and you can do terrible stuff. Soundboard along. Jared's so uh, offended that you talked over his <laughs> song. <laughs> Jerk. Um, Holly. All right. Should we do a recap of last year's, last week's bold predictions? Yes. I feel like it needs to be said. Yes. Week one, we did some bold predictions. Yes. And Holly had uh, what? Well, I think you should go first. Okay. I I had Angel City um, defeating Gotham, scoring two or three goals. But the big bold prediction was Alyssa Thompson, the rook, the U.S. women's national team member, uh, scoring her first regular season goal, which did happen. That's right. Yes. Um, and I had them scoring two or three goals total, which they got screwed because June Indo scored, and then there was a bogus VAR penalty. Oh, thanks, Jared. Um, there was a bowl. Uh, sorry, it was a uh, um, horrible VAR call against them, and they lost uh, two to one. So, but I'm going to count myself as a. That's a good bold prediction. Yes, I'm also going to count my bold prediction as true because I predicted that ACFC was going to be in a dogfight with Gotham, and that the score was going to be two to two. So I also dispute them uh, rolling back June Endo's goal, and I think that my bold prediction was correct. I remember you also saying on your bold prediction was that you would be win another title this year. So yeah, it's I'm still TBD. Three-peat. But yes. what what happened? Uh, let's talk. <laughs> two chairs at once. It's time for bold prediction. Thanks, Jared. Um, yeah, if just to recap real quick, uh, Holly is k- kicking ass in this league. Uh, she's a back-to-back champ, uh, but Jared took a tour last week, got that dub. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. I'm getting like Enjoy just, it the, while it lasts. just the glare. I'm glad that you could crow at least a tiny bit this year so that you feel good about that. Yeah, I'll crow. Yeah. Um, All right. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, oh, I've got. Oh, sorry. Week. I'm still getting bold. Yeah. Um, Get bold. Bring I've it back. I've got... Um, the current upsetting the Red Stars. It's an upset if you look at uh, FanDuel and all the pe- the prop makers. I think they're like a plus 265, so put that put money on that. And I've got Dabinia, uh, if she plays, scoring over 20 points this week. So that's what? Goal and an assist, some tackles and stuff, maybe a couple goals. I think she gets it. I think she Shots. gets it. All right. Let's go. I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, me too. What, you don't want to hear my bold prediction? Uh, my oh. bold prediction is awesome this week. Roll that back. <laughs> give me give me the slow jams. Come on. That's my bad. I, I we got it's time to get bold. Wow, we don't need to. No, yeah, no, stop. Um, I'm not I'm not pausing for the like this we, whatever. We um we did we got so bold there with week one, I just got caught up in it. Okay. Week three. All right. Julie Ertz signs with the San Diego wave. What? Yeah. That's my bold prediction. The wave. Wow, I wish that she could sign with Angel City. I know. You want to hear my analysis? Yeah. All right. Ugh. So Why? she plays the six, which is like a defensive center mid for the, the national team. And she played center back for Chicago when she was there. So I'm looking at teams and what their needs are in defensive midfield and center back. Um, arguably, Gotham needs her at center back, but it's too far. And same argument for Carolina Courage. Um, Oil Rain is stacked and they don't need her. Um, Louisville, you've got, uh, you know, Ursig at center back. You've got a member of the Finnish national team who's a young player. They're going to probably build around her in midfield. Um, you know, you've got, uh, 
probably not going to go back to Chicago. Also, Turner Davidson's there at center back. They probably don't have a huge need for her. Um, Portland's got Coffee and Sauerbrunn in those positions. And Kansas City, uh, maybe it's center back, but they you know, have a really strong team from last year. And so, arguably not. Um, and they don't really play that formation anyway. Um, you know, that Washington's got solid center backs and they've got, you know, Sullivan in midfield and they don't, you know, they don't need really need uh, a replacement for her. So I was really looking at Angel City, Let's which go. needs her, right? But since she blew us off two years ago, we're probably not going to get her. Um, That's a little harsh. I just think it's true. I just feel like, you know, if she would have said, you know, there was like no communication and we blew like, you know, huge draft opportunity with Chicago on that. So if she would have really respected it, she would have said something more. So that's why I think it's San Diego, right? Like, um, I just feel like, you know, they could use her maybe at midfield, even though they, they run like a, a 4 4 um, And I feel like, you know, maybe they want to shore up their center back all you know it's pretty solid they've got german real um who were really good for them last year but i just feel like plus it's close to arizona you know that's where that's where the fam is now so not a huge commute uh, that's that's just what i think that's my prediction um i hope you're wrong because <laughs> that team doesn't need to get any better down in san diego really oh clicking. yeah that's the other reason right like it's a giant f you to to Los Angeles if San Diego gets her. You think she just hates LA? No, I just think that, no, I just feel like San Diego would feel oh, so excited to possibly. get her as a giant nephew to Los Angeles. should be like uh, Ted Lasso where the owner of the team uh, says, yeah. don't you want to turn around a team that yeah. like, you want to see how much you got left? Right. God, she would click so well in Angel City. It'd be so cool to see her here. I would love to have her here. Um, but either I just way. I don't think it's happening. Either way. It's been an absolute honor and joy um, just to be back. Thanks, Julie. Us too. <laughs> Just a joy. Um, that was fun. That's cool. Um, I'm excited for week three. I think tonight's Friday night game is going to be the game of the week. I cannot wait for this game. Plus, it's on CBS Sports on YouTube TV, a regular TV. Yeah. Which they're doing. They're doing better than Paramount Plus right now, in my opinion. And I, I can speak for you. I think they're right. Sure. Oh. Actually, no, for the record, you can never speak for me. Just saying. That's true. I shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> either way, it's an honor to be back, just like Jules. Honor. All right. Let's go watch the game. Yeah. Later, everyone. Good luck.